it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. This episode is sponsored by the Living Room Hair Lounge, where beauty and comfort is our top priority. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I had an awesome conversation with Simone Little, and we learned a lot about her journey from behind a chair to now a virtual assistant. And it was really insightful. Um, it made me really think about, is it time for me to hire someone myself for some of the small tasks that can take me away from operating in my business fully? Because as you decide to scale and to grow your business, it can become hard to do everything within your business, like handling the small details, the appointment settings. Um, the emailing and different things like that. So it's great to have systems in place and have someone to help you with those things. So uh, here's a little bit of Simone's bio. Simone Little of the Little Virtual Assistant collaborates with female professionals and industry leaders to help them maximize their output without running around in disarray. Running any successful business takes planning, marketing, systems, and excellent customer service. For over seven years, owner Simone Little has successfully operated and grown her own companies. Therefore, she understands all too well the challenges facing scaling companies and even better, how to manage and nurture a thriving business. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Simone. Here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandy Taylor, and we have an awesome guest today, Simone Little. Welcome, Simone. Hi, Brandy. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Good. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate the invite. I'm excited. Me too. So, Simone, tell us a little bit about you like a little bit of your personal a little bit about you before we get into the business side of everything okay sounds good um so like you said my name's Simone (laughs) um I am a wife and a mother I've been married for almost 10 years 10 years in November I'm super excited I don't know what we're doing for our our anniversary this year but it's just I don't know it's just a big year for us yeah that's Um, about 10 years is a milestone it really is yeah it is. Congratulations. Thank you. We have two small children. I have a seven-year-old little boy, and I have a year-and-a-half-year-old year little girl. Um, she is she's, she's aggressive. They, they switch roles. Like, my son is the more gentle one, and she is the more aggressive one. I just think it's so funny how different they are. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they're, they're, they're a really, really big part of my life, and they fuel my passions and fuel me to keep going. Um me personally, I am a people person, um, so I like talking with people, I like communicating with people, I like getting to know people, um, and I also really enjoy music, <laughs> so I do a lot of the, you know, the modern music, kind of, but I love like anything Michael Jackson, Jackson 5, love, mainly Michael Jackson, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, um, and then I also really like Queen as well, I'm on... So many different sizes of spectrum. Um, so, yeah, that's a little about me and, and kind of, you know, my background as far as my life that I'm living today. 
um, yeah, I and I try to enjoy life to the fullest. It's all like always. Life is always going to have issues and problems, but it's about looking on the bright side and trying to make the best out of any given situation. Awesome, I absolutely agree. So you um, have a few different businesses that you own. Now, I know um, you're a hairstylist. And um, so yeah. tell us a little bit about your experience as a hairstylist and like what your specialty and everything is. Okay. Um, so I own a salon called Simone Styles in Atlanta, Maryland. Um, it's sprung from the need to get out of the corporate scene. I've always enjoyed doing hair from when I was younger. Um, my mother didn't know too much about hair. I had to kind of figure it out on my own. Um, so that's what kind of sprung the love for hair. Um, and I was a legal assistant at a law firm. And it really wasn't for me. Like, again, I'm a people person. The people weren't very nice. Um, <laughs> so I had to get out of that environment. <laughs> so I started a mobile salon. Um, and I traveled to different people's homes and did their hair. And that took off pretty well. I had uh, my best friend come and assist me. I trained her how to do hair. She actually still works for me or works for small styles, really for herself, but for small styles to this day. Um, and... When I had, after I had my first child, my son, who's now seven, I realized that I couldn't keep traveling to different people's homes. So I found a salon suite and I, I made roots. So that was a really good choice to stabilize my life. Um, in the salon, we always specialize in natural hair. So we're a chemical-free salon. Um, we do natural hair and braiding. And we teach people how to take care of their natural hair. There's so much misinformation about natural hair. And we try to really educate our clients instead of them divulging into the world of the internet, looking at 20 million different things that say conflicting things. We try to look at their hair and tell them what they need to do specifically for their hair. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of braiding as well. Um, I think the special part about that is that we tell them how to manage their hair, even with the braids in it. So, you know, people or women end up with traction alopecia because of the pulling, and they don't know when the right time is to take out their hair. They don't know how to properly detangle their hair after they take it down. Um, A lot of those issues come about, and we try to educate our clients um, to go about things the right way so they can have uh, retention in their hair. So that's what we do at Small Styles. Um, you know how we started. It's, it's three stylists there now. I'm not currently behind the chair, um, but I have my senior stylist, um, my mid-level stylist, and my junior stylist there. Um, and they work together as a team, and I help with some of the back-end stuff still. And that's that's awesome. I love the fact that you educate people on how to take care of their hair. Because I feel like in the af- african-american community that there's just a lack of knowledge like i feel like the a lot of times people we never really knew how to take care of our hair and that's why we were putting chemicals in it and even when we stopped putting chemicals in it we still didn't know what to do because we were never taught to properly take care of it so yeah i think that is absolutely great that you're um, a chemical free salon and you also you know educate the client on how to properly care for their hair Thank you, yes, and I have to agree with that. There's just a lot of, although there's a lot of information out there, women are not taught how to properly apply the information or what information applies to them. They try so many different things, a friend's recommendation, and everybody's hair is so different. There is no one-fix solution for everyone. So it brings me joy when I see my clients, and all of a sudden their hair is down their back and they start off with a CWA. It brings me joy and makes my heart rejoice. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. That is great. 
So you stepped away from the chair though. So tell us a little bit like what made you make this transition and how did you do that? Yeah, so I, okay, I definitely stepped away from the chair a little bit. Well, a lot of it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> after I, so backtrack, when I got pregnant with my first child, and when I get pregnant, there's a stomach. I mean, there's a muscle at the top of my stomach, excuse me, that pulls the heavier the child gets. So I can't stand for long periods of time. So when I got pregnant with my son, I had to take some time away. Um, and so when I got pregnant with my daughter, I knew I was going to have to take that time away. But unlike before, my husband wasn't able to financially carry the load of the entire household. We had just moved, and it was it was too much for him to carry. And I thought to myself, well, I know I'm not going to be able to be behind the chair. Um, it's just too painful. I was like five months pregnant, and it was already so painful. I knew that wasn't going to be able to, to last. And I started thinking to myself, well, what can I do to make money? And something that I still enjoy, like I didn't want to go back to the corporate office. I didn't like that at all. That was stressful, and I was miserable. Um, and that mm-hmm. wasn't going to be healthy for my family or for the child that I was carrying. So I had to figure out something else. And um, my sister-in-law told me, can you do that as a back-end stuff for the salon? Why don't you just do that for other people? And I was like, man, that's such a great idea because often I would, you know, express my um, discontentment with the fact that there was so much for me as the owner to do in addition to doing the hair. And I wish that I just had someone who could help me do certain things, help me answer all these emails, um, help me with a social media presence. Although I know how to do it, it's just time consuming. So at that point, I started to kind of switch my thinking and think about how can I do something different. What does that look like? And I came across a, across something called a virtual assistant. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I was a legal assistant. I, I've done here for the past two years. Why don't I be an assistant for people in the beauty industry? So that's how I started. Um, and my first client was not a beauty industry client. She was a baker. I still work with her to this day, two years later. And But it got me enough experience where I started working with estheticians and makeup brands and things like that. And it's been a beautiful experience ever since, and I've been able to scale it to completely step from, from behind the chair. Because after I had my daughter, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm going to go back to the salon and still do hair. And I did that for a little bit, but after a while, it became impossible to juggle both. And it was time for me to put down the shears, <laughs> so to speak, and devote my time more so behind the computer and helping other businesses. That's awesome. And it's interesting that... Your target market is the very industry that you stepped away from, which is the beauty industry. And um, how did you make that decision to go that route? For me, it just made sense because that's where I had all my experience. I didn't, although I had the legal background, it wasn't something, like I said, that I enjoyed. And I figured I've been working in this industry for so long. I know a lot of the challenges that ones who work in the beauty industry have. I know the type of customers that, they may get. I know how to calm um, calm issues from clients and customers uh, that come, that walk in the door. I know how to market towards the beauty industry if I'm doing social media marketing or email marketing. I know how to do all those things. So it made sense for me to say, okay, look, I have all these skills. You know, me pitching myself to whoever the owner of whatever company is. I have all these skills. Here's how I've been able to implement them for myself. Here's how my business model is. Look at how it's growing. I want to do the same thing for you. It's not a competition. There's enough space for everybody to grow. My focus is going to be on you. Let me help you. And so that really helped. That gave people confidence to say, okay, 
she's been doing this. She knows what she's doing. Um, mm-hmm. And they were able to trust me, and I was able to build on it. So, it, and I enjoy it too, right? Sometimes you think about getting into business for yourself, and the number one question you ask yourself is, is this something that I'm going to enjoy long-term to make money out of, or is this just a hobby? Right, exactly. And, you know, I think what is great about it is um, I can see that you have you were in the industry for eight years yourself. So you understand what it takes for the day to day on a salon, you know, to run a salon and everything. Mm-hmm. And you've been behind the chair and had to worry about maybe, you know, people appointments and different things of that nature and um, just staying in touch with your contacts with your clients and also marketing to those clients while servicing the clients can be a lot for one person Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people are doing it on their own maybe they've never heard of a virtual assistant or maybe Mm -hmm. they don't think that it's something that could work for them so can you kind of speak to that a little bit yeah sure so some people haven't heard of a virtual assistant I know when I was working behind the chair I didn't really know of the term, it became more popular in the past, you know, few years, mm-hmm. um, but it's not something that I really heard of, and then the ones who have heard of it, they're anxious, and I get it, because their business, that's their baby, like, they work hard to generate their clientele, they work hard to have the reputation that they have, they don't want to just give it to anybody and have the potential that they could ruin it, or they can mess up or do something wrong, or they're not going to do it exactly like you would do it. That's a concern I hear a lot. Well, they're not going to do it like I do it. I have my own way. And as beauty professionals, sometimes we are afraid to relinquish some of that control that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would definitely say to, to the beauty owner, don't be afraid of the unknown. Do your research. Research the right questions to ask someone who might be helping you with your business. And then give it a try. Right. Start off with smaller tasks that aren't going to affect your bottom line as much. And as you build confidence in that person, give them the bigger task. Give them the more difficult task. You give them the task that feel more personalized to you, that need a personal touch, your oversight with typically. And then build on that relationship. You don't have to go all in right up front and say, okay, you're my assistant. I have to give you all of my business. No, you can start out with portions. And so both of you get comfortable with one another. And that way, if it's not a right fit, you haven't taken all this time to train this person on all these things that you have going on just to have it handed right back to you. Right, exactly. I like that idea. Just you know, just starting off small and building up, and that, and I know, I know, as a business owner myself, it can be hard to uh, give up some of your responsibility. Like me, I do expos, and it was really hard, but for me to give up some of the responsibility. But in order for me to grow it, and in order for me to stay sane, I had to allow people to help me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So you definitely have to allow people to help you in your business. And then another thing is you can only go so far with just you. And if, if you have to focus on like every little thing, then it's taken away from the main thing. So like, say if you're like, you're a killer braid or whatever, and you could do like the best braids out there and you're quick and fast with it. But you also, so people are, especially in the summer, everyone wants to get braids. So you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're booked up for the whole summer, but it's hard for you to stay connected and build relationships with other clients or anything like that because you're constantly behind the chair. So you really can't do both. So it's hard for you to have to post to your social media, have to interact with, with people, have to send out 
you know, newsletters and stay connected with your clients and be the boss and work in a salon at the same time. So a lot of people don't understand is you can't do everything. So you have, as you want to grow your business and you want to expand your income, you have to hire some people sometimes to just do those little tasks. I find just like those little bitty, you know, simple questions that you get constantly. If you have somebody else answering those, even sometimes that type of stuff can take some of the, the weight off of you and you can focus on the, your craft or whatever it is that you're good at. Mm-hmm. And you know what I found to be to be a thing is the real-time burnout of ones in the beauty industry because they're trying to do everything themselves. And they try to kind of make it better by say, okay, I don't work Monday and I don't work Sunday. But then they're working Monday and working Sunday on the back end of their business. And there's nothing wrong with that, but then when are you actually resting? How can you be the best for, you know, your clients and also for yourself and your family? Because at the end of the day, I feel like most of us, that's why we have our own businesses is to help um, ourselves and our friends and family, you know, when we have kids or a spouse, or even if it's just yourself, just have, having time to enjoy life and not work all the time. So what I found beneficial is for, I remember one of my clients, she said, when you came on board, that Monday that I had off, I actually used it for myself to rejuvenate myself. So now I'm not as tired. I'm not as burnt out. I enjoy talking to my clients more. I enjoy what I'm doing with my hands more because I'm not so burnt out from being behind the computer for an entire day. Right, right. I love that. I think it's awesome. Now, honestly, I've heard a lot about a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs. I listen to different people that aren't even in the beauty industry on podcasts and different things like that. And a lot of people are always, you know, talking about delegating those small tasks, hiring um, virtual assistants, like through Fiverr and stuff like that. But I honestly think that I would rather hire someone like you who understands my industry. Uh, more so than hiring someone who's, you know, not even, maybe not even here. And just because it's going to be a a couple bucks or whatever, is that necessarily always better? (laughs) You know what I mean? So who do you Uh think about that? Because a lot of people are like, oh, just go to Fiverr and hire a a VA and and all of that. And then that's where I hear about it the most. Yeah. A lot of times you pay for what you pay what you, you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for, right? So have you um, had, uh, like, have you thought about working, like, for those companies? Because I've seen people who, honestly, who um, are not the cheapest on Fiverr. Have you done any of that type of work or you've um, only obtained clients through your personal network? Um, I've obtained clients through Upwork, um, not on Fiverr. Um, the thing is, with Upwork, it gets a little tricky because they want you, they change so much in the past, like six months, 
um, how they want you to pay for connections just to apply to a position. And then when you get the position, they pay you through Upwork. And then Upwork takes a cut, takes a cut from you and takes a cut from the person paying you. At the end of the day, it just doesn't help my bottom line. I need to, I know how much I need to make to make my family sustainable. I also know how much I'm worth. And if I can get away from those systems that kind of take away from how much I'm worth, then that's what I'd prefer to do. Um, I, I didn't, I had the one client, we had like a, we worked through Upwork for like nine months and it was okay, but it was an hourly rate and by the time they took all the money, it was like, this is the hourly rate that I was being paid it was gone and then they were paying money too and I'm like, this is a lot of money. And I don't know if Fiverr has something similar that it works out, that works out for their members, but I know working through that system, it just was not right for me. Um, I have to, I already track my time and I already track my hours, my tasks through my own system um, that I use and it's very effective. It puts it into graph form for me, it puts it into ratios for me, but then when you work through like Upwork or something like that, you have to, every time time yourself, you have to go back and manually put it in through their system, which then just takes me more time that I can be using to dedicate to one of my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't love it, but I think maybe if you're starting out, just starting out, it may be an option for you, but I feel like there are so many better options if you're just starting out as a virtual assistant versus going through Upwork and Fiverr. And if you're looking for a virtual assistant, there are so many better ways to go to go through this Upwork and Fiverr. And if I say if you're going to go through Upwork and Fiverr, look through profiles, look at people, look at, you know, their reviews and everything, but then contact them outside of the platform, right? Like mm-hmm. I had to find um, a, a writing expert for one of my clients. And I went, I looked through Upwork, and I said, this person was great. I went to their website, I looked at their reviews, I went to their LinkedIn, and then I, I emailed them and contacted them outside of Upwork. Okay. Um, because I know that relationship, you take in the clubs and everything. I want them to get with their work too. So, right. <laughs> okay. Well, well, there may be some people who don't know exactly um, the type of services that a virtual assistant offers. So, can you tell okay. us a little bit about your virtual assistant business and what services that you offer? So I offer a full range of administrative skills. So anything from data entry to email management. Uh, I do a lot of HR for my clients, trying to recruit people for them. And I make the manuals for them, for their team, as far as um, employee manuals. That's the term I'm looking for. Um, I do social media management. I do light graphic design. I don't claim to be like a stellar graphic designer, but I have learned quite a bit of graphic design and I use those for my clients. I do social media calendars and hashtag research, um, answer phone calls, I do research projects. Yeah, the only thing I've, I've done invoicing, I try not to do a lot of bookkeeping. Not my favorite thing to do, but I've had clients who have requested and I've been able to take care of it for them. Um, there's a wide range of things that I personally do as a virtual assistant. I don't, I don't build websites. Um, <laughs> to do, but I don't do that. That's not my skill set. Um, yeah, that that may give you a good a good overview of kind of what my skill set looks like. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a lot of uh, 
you know, services that you offer. I was looking at your website and your packages and everything, and I was very impressed, um, uh, you know, about oh, you. how you had everything set up. And I was like, wow, she do all that? Because I saw the HR portion on there. I, I didn't realize um, a VA could offer some of those services. Yes. It's very time-consuming to do HR. It's something that I personally enjoy, but it can be very time-consuming if you're looking for someone to sell a spot. And as you're, if you're a solopreneur, you're looking for someone to sell a spot, but then you're also selling a spot at the same time. So you may be doing two, three, four, five people's jobs until you find the right person to come and fill the spot. Um, so it can be very time-consuming to do um, for the solopreneur. So it's definitely something that I enjoy doing. It gives them peace of mind when we found the right person. Yeah, that's that that is uh awesome. Um I love that, you know, you offer those services and I think um I had an interview with someone who specializes in HR and I think a lot of small businesses don't realize that they need those pieces as well. Like in the beauty community it's especially, you know, like when it comes to, you know, payroll and hiring and like you said the uh the employee manuals and stuff like that. Like we're worried about making people look beautiful. We're not really, you know, always, mm-hmm. you know, I don't always know how to do all those things. So it's great to, um, as you start to grow your business and you're looking to scale, then you need to definitely hire the right people to do those little odd jobs that some stuff you can do, but should you be doing everything? And is that going to uh, be practical for your business? And is that a smart move? And, um, but I'm looking at that more now because a lot of people, um, I've talked to just within the beauty community are really, you know, afraid to, to take those steps, but in order, but they want to grow. So, but so in order to grow, you definitely have to, you know, bring in the right people to handle the HR, to handle all of those back end things. And what I love is, is that you've been able to create a, a sustainable business um, doing that. So it's interesting how, cause I'm looking to make a shift. And so I'm really interested uh-huh. in how somebody who was in the beauty industry, you know, just really, you know, look at, looked at their other skills sets and said, okay, I could do something else. that's not taking me away from my family as much, but still bringing in the income that I need. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's great. That's sure even, that's sure that's your kind of thinking in that way. Like, okay, it's time to make a shift. What can I capitalize on? What's in my skill set? How can I make that shift? I mean, a, a lot of people in the beauty industry do it differently. Um, I know some who go the route of teaching classes. Um, some go the route of doing like coaching sessions with people. Um, and there are so many routes that you can take when you think about getting from you know behind the chair, whether you do hair or nails or whatever you're doing, getting from behind that chair to doing something that maybe isn't as physical as that is a little better in your control and you can spend more time maybe at home or with your family and still make the money that you need to sustain the lifestyle that you've been used to living or right. even a better one really Right, because it's like, like, let's just say like hair, hair can be a very lucrative business, but it's taxing on your body and to do hair for 30 or 40, 40 plus years where you're using your hands and you're on your feet and your back and everything. You know, I think a lot of times people aren't thinking long term, like, okay, you, it's good when you're young, but what about when you start having kids and you start getting older and different things mm-hmm. like this, you know, you're on your feet and you're using your hands and what about carpal tunnel and arthritis? and all that types of stuff you know this episode is sponsored by the living room hair lounge where beauty and comfort is our top priority the living room hair lounge specializes in color trendy precise haircuts 
hair extensions, services, and natural texture styling. Centrally located in the heart of downtown Ferndale at 22747 Woodward Avenue, Suite 204. Check out our work and follow us on Instagram at The Living Room Hair Lounge and on Facebook at The Living Room Hair Lounge. Book one of our talented stylists at www.vagaro.com forward slash The Living Room Hair Lounge or by calling 248-268-1632. We hope to see you soon at The Living Room Hair Lounge where your beauty and comfort is our top priority. Yep. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. You know, before you get there, you should already start thinking about your, I don't want to say exit plan, because I think that's not like <laughs> <laughs> But just what your next move is, how you're going to make the shift. I think that, I like that, Brandy. I'll have to start using that. How are you going to make the shift? Because exit plans just sound so bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but yeah, sometimes you, you do need. about that before you get to that point. Right. You do need to make a shift eventually. Like, even if you keep your salon, I like the way you have trained people who are still servicing your clientele, but now you're working outside of the salon, but you still own the salon. So, I mean, you know, that's a great, I think that was a great career move because you still have that salon and you still have those skills and your license. If you, if you wanted to go back and do it here, you could, but now you're able to work virtually behind the desk and uh, help other people in their beauty businesses and then still be there for your family and provide for your family. And so that's another thing. Uh, we got to start thinking about that training other people, uh, mm-hmm. the, the best leaders, you know, train other people so that they can eventually lead. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. And I started in my, I started in my network of who I already knew. So my best friend, I was like, Hey, I remember when we were traveling, I was like, okay, I have this client. She wants kinky twists, but I don't want to be there for that long. It's going to take me too long to do it. Can you come help me? I'll split the money with you. She was like, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about kinky twists, but I, I took my own hand and I told them, okay, it's fine. I'll teach you. Let's go. Let's do it. Help me. <laughs> Please right. help me. And so she started helping me, and I started training her. She learned how to do things, and we would do things for my family members. Um, I'm like, hey, sit, sit down. We're going to do your hair. We're going to experiment, make sure we got this technique right. Like, this was 10 years ago. Make sure we have all the techniques, techniques right and all that good stuff. Um, and then she kind of shifted with me on and off. Like, so she would go to school, like, college, and do her thing. And then on the summer, she would help me. And now it's got to the point where she's my she's my lead stylist um, years later. And my sister-in-law, when she was in high school, she used to come and, like, help shampoo hair, I used to come help sweep the salon up, and I would give her some money, you know, some kind of money, fun money during the summertime, um, and when she graduated high school, I was like, you want to um, help? Like, <laughs> I think we can, you know, you've learned a lot over the past two years when, when you've been here during the summer, do you think that, you know, you want to train and actually style hair, and she did, and she's been doing a fabulous job, and we have awesome. another uh, junior stylist who is a referral from my best friend and my sister-in-law, who they know, and they've seen some of the things that she's been able to do and we've been able to train her. So sometimes getting help means just asking around, starting in your network, and devoting time to actually training those people. Um, you might not always have to go out and find another helping hand within your salon. Uh, my niece would help me do makeup because she studied, she's YouTube University, of course, but she studied <laughs> makeup. <laughs> now but she, she loved it so much she learned how to do it so when I had weddings I would take her with me and say hey okay I need you to you know powder the face 
And so although she didn't know a lot, she knew enough to help me. So just start from what you already have. If you already have people around you who you see potential in, ask them if they want to help you. Ask them if they want to learn. You never know what you can what you can get from that. I love that. I love that. That I think a lot of times we make things difficult for ourselves. We think um, we need to reach outside, but sometimes it's right in your own inner circle. It's people who are already around you, people who you may know that, you know, uh, can contribute in your business and help you and you can help them by training them on a new skill and help them to make some money. And I, um, sometimes I feel like, you know, I don't see that enough. Um, but I love yeah. the fact that you were able to reach inside your network and I, and I, that's why it's great to, to build your network and to really uh-huh. stay connected with people. Cause you never know, you never know who you might need or who, who you might be able to help and, um, who can help you in your business. So I love that you were able to do that with your, um, you say it was your niece. Yes, yeah, my niece, my best friend, and my sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. Right, to keep it in the family. I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So tell me, like, what's, like, the best business advice you've ever received? Hmm. Oh, that's a good one, Brandy. Hold on, give me a second. Give me a second. <laughs> best business advice that I have ever received. I feel like it might change, like, every month almost. <laughs> Depending on where I am. Um. Oh, man, I don't know. I've gotten so much good advice um, over the past couple years. Um, I think one thing is to kind of start where you are. You know, don't worry about what everybody else is doing, but start where you are. The need, the age of social media is outrageous sometimes when it comes to comparing ourselves with other people. And comparing yourself can mean the death of your business because instead of focusing on what you have going on and the positive things that are happening within your business, you start focusing on you don't look like homegirl on Instagram who's really just stunting for the gram. Like, really, she's not living that life. She's just showing that life. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think that, you know, just kind of focusing on where you are, not where everybody else is. Focusing on where you are and take steps in movement to get to where you envision yourself being. Don't be so caught up in, you know, I didn't hit this goal by this time. I'm saying it to you. I'm repeating it to myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> but to to really focus on just making forward progress. You don't have times in which you're stagnant, of course, but just try to keep making forward progress and to be authentic, um, I noticed, is, is something that, not so much business advice, but something that I found has worked for me really well. Is although I try to post my quote unquote pretty pictures on Instagram, if you read my captions, ain't nothing but a bunch of nonsense in there. Like I'm just having a good time um, <laughs> because people don't, you know, they want to see, they may want to see pretty pictures, but they want to see your personality. So as a business, make sure you have a personality, you have a voice, and then you're open to sharing it and not worried about other people judging you for who you are. I love that. I love that. Because I actually just had like a reality check or epiphany, so to speak. Um, You know, I've been in the makeup industry for 12 years and I really realized that I had, I've really been influenced by the industry. And so what I've allowed it to do is to take away from my true self as an artist, like the artist that I am and the style of makeup that I do personally, I had got so far away from it because I was trying to do what was trendy. So I wasn't Uh. being true to myself as an artist. 
So I love that. You know, I think that is some great, some great business advice that you just gave. Thank you. I, I love the fact that you said, you know, you're trying to get away, that you're not trying to be trendy. Like, you're not trying to go with the trends because trends are, you know, they have a time limit. They have a shelf life. They do. They do. And, and, and I understand that I'm not going to, I used to think I had to do everything. I'm not for everybody and I don't have to do everything. Some people are going to be attracted That's to right. my style and some, and then, you know, some people may like those other trends and the other girl that's doing those trends. Those are her clients, not mine. And there is millions <laughs> of people in this world and it's okay. I don't have to do everything. So that was something that I learned. So I love that. Like start right where, where you're at, work with what you have and, you know, do, do you be true to you. Work where you at. Don't worry about what what you see it on social media because I think so many times we do get caught up in that. Mhm, mhm. I remember when I was just starting out, like the first two years of me doing hair, I was practicing. I was practicing Molly twists. This is when Molly twists were huge. I think where we can't call it Molly twists. We gotta call it something else. I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about, like the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the big chunky twists. Um, and I remember doing it, and you're like, man, this is ugly. <laughs> I like, oh, she's gonna pay me to do this because these look whack because they don't look like the pictures that are going around online i said but you know what i'm gonna take a picture i'm gonna post it anyway and i still got time from it i don't want to do this i think it's not good but they thought it was good it was my that is all i had <laughs> my skill. but people loved it they loved the fact that maybe my my parts weren't quite as clean as other people's parts i mean she couldn't see as much as a scalp i guess People have different things that they like, right? So by focusing on what you're doing and starting where you are, you're going to draw people who like where you are, not where you think you should be, but like you exactly where you are. And when you start growing, they're going to be like, okay, this looks different, but I like it anyway and grow with you. By that time, if your customer service is good, you already caught them anyway, no matter matter where you go to, they're going to want you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That is awesome. So how... Tell me how you define success. Being able to live on my own terms. I love it. In a nutshell. It's not, you know, it's great, it's great to have money. Money is, you know, a portion of it. But I need to be able to control my lifestyle. Um, as far as not like counting and things like that, but just having a little bit more freedom in my time, I think. I, I, that's one reason why I don't really want to go back behind the chair right now. Um, it's because it allows me time to, if I have to, my child is sick, I can pick up and go get him from school wherever he's at. Say, all right, baby, let's go to the doctor. I don't have to say, okay, I have to worry about this client who's here I'm in the middle of. I can't leave. You know what I mean? So I have to be somewhere early. If someone has to be somewhere early, I'm able to control my time and get them there. Um, so being able to define my time, is truly success to me because it gives me freedom to be with my family. I love it. I love it. So you're a virtual assistant, so I know you have a ton of tools that you use. So what would you say is your favorite tool that helps you in your business? The favorite tool that helps me in business, man, I have so many. Probably the photo. It's a client relations management system. I really love Dubsado. Um, so now, how do you how do you feel like a novice? How do you spell oh, that? Sorry. What's that? How do you spell you that? Spell it D U B S A D O. 
Oh, okay. I never heard of it. What type of uh, app is it? So it's a it's, it's web based, and you can you know you can use it on your phone too, but it's web based. Um, and you man, you can just so much with it. Where do I start? Um, <laughs> so I send out proposals to it. I sign have here's my favorite thing to do. When I get an inquiry, I'll say I'll send out the proposal. They can click on the options that they want in the proposal, and it'll automatically generate their contract. They sign the contract. It takes them right to their invoice. I've done all three steps in one step. I don't have to keep going back and forth and redrawing up this document, redrawing up this document, checking this document, going back and forth with the client. After I've already talked to them one time, we've decided on a few different options. They pick it. We move forward. I can also send people my scheduler. I can send people questionnaires. I can embed things within my website. Wow. I can have... Um, yeah, I can have workflows for them. So if someone sends me a, um, goes on my website and fills out the form for me, they'll need me to send them a link to my scheduler and say, hey, you want to schedule time to chat? Here it is. I've done nothing, but it's doing everything for me because I can set it up to do that. Oh, wow. So my contacts, my invoices, it tells me the things I've had to do. I love it. That sounds awesome. I'm going to have to check that one out. So it's the Spado. Yeah, the Spado. If you do and you pay for it, Use my code so I can get somebody off. You can get somebody off too. <laughs> well, that's cool. You know what? Send me the code and I'll share it in the uh, the links to the podcast. I'll share it. And that way we can all use your code. <laughs> yeah. Right. We all need somebody off. Right? Yeah. We all, and we all can, you know, use your code and, you know, hopefully you get something from that. So that'd be great. Uh, share that. And I'll definitely put it in the podcast notes. So. Thank you. I, you're welcome. You're welcome. So my last question for you would be. Um, I'm a bookie, but I mainly now I find that I listen to most of my books. So I do a lot of audible and, um, but I, but I love, you know, learning new information and everything. So I always like, I'm always curious to know like what's your favorite book or what are you reading currently? Uh, okay. So I'm such a pen and paper type of girl. Like I take notes all the pen and paper. I read books paper. I try electronic for some reason, I just can't get with it. Um, <laughs> I, subscribe, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I subscribe to something called um, Hustle, Sparkle, Grow. And so it's a subscription box that comes to my door, and every day they have a new book. Oh, it's wow. That's interesting. Okay. Paper stuff, which I love pens, but they give me a new book. So it's probably grow my, my little library. Um, for some reason, I can't remember the name of the book that I'm reading right now. Um, but it is a compilation of um, tips and tricks from like 100 different um, marketing masters, pretty much. And it's all um, web-based marketing, digital marketing. It's called Digital Marketers Sound Off. That's what it's called. Um, and it, it breaks it down by like Facebook ads, SEO, Google, how to, the best tips and tricks to market in those particular areas. And it's all from, like, experts of, like, Fortune 500. Um, and so that's what I'm reading right now. I'm always trying to, to learn about business and how to improve my business. But then how to improve my client's business, because that's a big thing for me. I don't want to just always go, well, I'm this person. You tell me what to do. I want to be able to get helpful suggestions to help people to grow their business. So I try to take in business information as well for them. Um, so that's what I'm reading right now. Um, I'm... I'm don't have as much time as I like to read. I'm still on like page like fifty. I've been reading it for like a month, but it's okay. I'm gonna get through it. See, that's why I listen to my books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. I'm open to giving it 
inspiring me, Brandy. You really are. I well, sometimes... Yeah, sometimes when, like, I take long drives, sometimes it may take me 40 minutes to get to my destination or I'm, you know, doing mm-hmm. different things. And when I'm, like, in the car, if I'm taking my daughter to a rehearsal or or driving to a client meeting or whatever, I can listen to my audio book and I could get through a book in a week sometimes when I'm on the road or sometimes if I'm just even at home and I'm cleaning or cooking, I can listen to some content then. So there's a lot of times where um, I can listen to content. So I love music, but sometimes I'm like, okay, it's learning time. No music right now. Let me just listen to my book and I'll just, you know, take, especially if I take a long drive, like if I'm driving, you know, more than 40 minutes, I'm like, well, I'll just listen to, you know, something that's going to empower me rather than listening to music the whole way. So it's really helped me to uh, finish a lot of books. And um, I actually retain more information listening to it than I do uh, reading it. But I still like to read something um, inspirational. So I like to read devotionals where you can read a couple pages every day. And, you know, so I'll read those. And then like far as like my book books, if it ain't on Audible, it might not get read. But I really love to... <laughs> I, or or like a short book. Like my girl, she came out with a book. I think it was 90 pages. I read her book because I was interested in what she had to talk about. And it was 90 pages. So I could do 90 pages. But like, you know, a regular, but that's not a regular book to me. That's almost like a devotional too. So I could do like short books, devotionals. I read articles. But a book book, I have to do Audible. <laughs> because some people are that way and I can understand that some we all learn differently and some people are like I remember I remember I would get in trouble for talking all the time in English and so I would have to write my words five times each 20 times like I had to do that every week because I was always in trouble for talking but (laughs) but you know it actually writing them down five times each I never failed a spelling test but sometimes I would miss one and you would think I wouldn't, but I think it's because, you know, after a while I wasn't spelling the words. I was just writing them. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm more of a hearer and it could be because music, like I'm a music person. I love music. You know, I sang in a choir at church and stuff. And sometimes me singing stuff in my head, like I'll remember silly things just by singing it or humming it or making it into a song. And so, and then you know how like kids, when they teach them, they teach them um, little rhymes and stuff. It's stuff that I remember from school, my school days to this day, because it was a little stupid song. But I think it's something with how I learned. It's something with music, something with hearing. But like, like uh, I'm different from you and I can write it down and I can actually write that word a hundred times and still maybe not remember how to spell it because I'll check out consciously and not even really know what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get it, I get it, I get it. 
I get, and I feel like that's how it is because the only thing I think I, I try to listen to, I try to listen to the Bible um, very, very regularly, as regularly as possible. And I have to, I feel myself having to rewind because my mind has run it off because I'm listening. I feel like I'm not doing anything like active because I'm not holding something. So I'm like, all right, let me rewind it and go back, try that again. What happened? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's what happens. My mind wanders. And half the time I'm not getting anything um, when I read. I'm not getting as much as I, as I say as when I read versus listen because my mind starts drifting for some reason. And that's okay. We all have different things. So I, I have friends that are just like you. Like they have to have that physical book and I'm just, maybe because my musical or whatever, I have to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, like tell it to me. I don't, I, I'm not going to read it and sit there. I just don't have the patience <laughs> for that. But but we're all different and we, you know, it's good to know you like what works for you. So that's absolutely fine. So I really enjoy um, chatting with you today, Simone. And um, I want you to share with us um, how we can reach you on social media, like your website, all that stuff. Share some of your stuff. Uh, if you have anything coming up, feel free to share that as well. Instagram as well? Mm-hmm, yep, at the little virtual assistant. Oh, at the little Okay, great. So I'll make sure I share all of that in the show links. So if you want to reach Simone, you can definitely um, check out the show links and I'll put her website and all the information. And she's going to give us a special code to that uh, that web. Despite she's going to give us a special code. So all of that will be in the show uh, notes and as well. So if they want to find you and, and connect with you, they can find all your information there. But yeah, thank you so much. It's been awesome chatting with you today. I wish you the very best in your business and your endeavors. And um, that's all I have for you today. Thank you, Brandy. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. Well, that's all. So you have a great one. And I hope you enjoyed the uh, my chat with Simone. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at exquisitelooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.